All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time for Invest Wisely. Walt Secure is our expert. He's the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street in Fairlawn. We want to talk to him this half hour about, about your investments, about the days of the market today in the 2020. 330-673-1234 is your number to call. Outside of Akron, toll free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, another record-setting week on Wall Street, but the kind of records that I don't know that are, people really want, want, want to see. What went on last week? Uh, we saw a you know a pretty dramatic recovery of the market for a couple of days, and then Friday we had a a sell off. Um, you know we did come back quite a bit. The Dow Jones closed at twenty one thousand six thirty six. Uh, we're down twenty four percent for the year. Uh, again, we had reached um, you know well, well close to thirty five percent from the peak. So again, a, a pretty good recovery for the week. Um, if you're just looking at the numbers, the Dow ended up twelve point eight four percent for the week. Uh, the S&P gained about 10.26%, and the NASDAQ rose about 9% for the week. Uh, Treasury rates, again, as we look at those because they give us an indication of where uh, fixed income rates are. Um, again, the Treasury is considered that risk-free rate. Uh, so, again, we have the one-year at 0.11%, the five-year at 0.41%, uh, the 10-year at 0.72%, and the 30-year at 1.29%. Uh, so again, Bob, you know we we continue to look at you know what's happening. Uh, the the government did respond with a you know what they're calling a stimulus bill, um, you know trying to uh, keep us uh, on track from where the economy was before we entered the slowdown. Um, close to two trillion dollars in that stimulus package, and um, also you know that's double the uh, the amount that was back in the two thousand and nine. Um, you know, package that got us out of the Great Recession. It was about $800 billion. So, you know, $2 trillion is a pretty staggering number. Uh, but, again, we see the economic damage happening. You know, you saw the jobless claims on Friday uh, at $3.3 million, and also consumer sentiment that uh, has really uh, been damaged quite significantly. So a lot to pay attention to here. Again, we, we do feel a lot better um, coming off of this week, uh, seeing the market base a little bit. But, uh you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot that, that's still going to happen probably over the coming weeks. Now, I may be accused of being aspirational here, but uh, with the Dow going up 21% before selling off on Friday, could this be the uh, significant start of a, a new bull market uh, or, or not? It could, it could, Bob. I mean, you know, definitionally, you know, I mean, once you get that recovery from, from the bottom, uh, again, I think a lot of people are using that March um, 23rd decline, uh, you know, to say that's where we kind of hit the bottom. And definitionally, yeah, we have seen a, 
you know, a, a significant, uh, you know, up, uptick in the market. However, we, we don't really, you know, personally, I, I think there's still a lot of volatility here. I think the extreme nature of the volatility makes it hard, I think, to say that, you know, this is the start of a new bull, bull market. I mean, I think it maybe is a temporary bottom. Um, you know, again, we're going to see a lot of volatility, so I think it would be kind of hard to call it here. So you wouldn't say the market has hit hit a bottom uh, just yet, or, or what would you talk to an investor and tell him? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a bottom. I'd say, you know, we, we definitely have found a base, um, you know, maybe a base level where, uh, you know, investors were willing to come back in, institutional investors, you know, people that had some cash. We definitely saw some buying. And, uh, you know, I think that provides, again, a little bit of a, a hope that, you know, things are starting to level out here. And the massive sell-off that we saw, um, you know, maybe that, that stops. And a little bit more, you know, common sense and maybe a little bit more of an investor mentality kind of comes back into the market. I think we've been operating very much under a trader's mentality, which is, you know, trying to really, you know, move in and out of the market quickly. And I think we're now we're moving maybe a little bit more back into thinking a little bit longer term with, with these investments. Now, despite, of course, the obvious severity and the, the dangerous situation that we're in today, uh, many of the uh, officials do uh, remind us that this is a temporary situation. It's not like the beginning of World War II where we didn't know where it was going to go or how long it was going to be. We know that at some point, and again, in the not-too-distant future, this will, as they say, pass. Uh, does that mean that a good investor should still have patience and, and look at the history when, they're, when it comes to, uh, to where they're investing and what they're doing right now? Yeah, I think so, Bob. I mean, I, I think that's a, an important, you know, thing to continue to to think about. That you're right. I mean, this is something that's it's devastating. Uh, a lot of countries weren't prepared for it. <clears throat> I think we're showing here in our country that you know we weren't as prepared as as maybe we should be for these types of outbreaks um, that you know probably are part of the reality of our our world as we go forward. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you if you look a little bit farther ahead and you say you know, at some point when this, this curve is flattened, as, as everybody's talking about, and, you know, we see some <clears throat> light at the end of the tunnel, I think there were a lot of things to be, you know, confident about before we went in. The economy seemed to be moving along at a pretty good pace. You know, consumers uh, were definitely spending. I think there was, a, you know, a lot of data that showed that, you know, the economy was fairly strong before we entered this. So this will definitely change a lot of things. I mean, if you if you look at you know, everything that's happened since uh, February 19th, I mean, there's been a lot of changes to the, the structural framework of the world. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how consumers respond here in the United States is going to be the key, Bob. You know, as we always said, that we have a consumer economy. You know, about uh, 70% of our economy is based on what consumers do. So the, the government can only do so much. Businesses can only do so much. Um, consumers have to come back at some point and and be able to, uh, number one be able to go out into the world and and to live and to spend money and and number two you know to return to some of the behaviors that they had before um you know we had a very big consumption economy and i guess the big question is will consumers be willing to spend and will they want to spend when when this thing starts to uh you know slow down that has been the optimism of many, many people, including experts and government officials, that when this does end, there'll be an explosion of uh, consumer spending to get back, as you would say, to normal. But but again, the wild card is we don't know exactly when that's going to happen because we don't know exactly how this is going to finally uh, finally play out. 
Exactly. Yeah, it could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of months. I mean, it could, it could be longer. You know, I think that's the fear is that, um, you know, what the Federal Reserve has done uh, with, with the liquidity measures and, um, you know, in what the federal uh, the, the government has done with the stimulus package that they put together. I mean, I think that buys us some time, but, but at the same time, you know, we the longer it draws out, the that money will only go so far, and you know we have to we have to get the economy back up and rolling at some point. Well, let's just shift over and talk uh, on the program to our regular stock talk segment. Uh, once again, we give you a chance uh, to call in, talk to Walt Sakara. Uh, we didn't mention, of course, his background is over 30 years in private investing. A uh, local guy, graduate of, uh, of Akron U and of Kent State University. Uh, again, he's with the uh, folks at the Akron uh, Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird, Akron Wealth Advisors. You can call us at 330-673-1234 if you got some questions about an individual stock. Maybe you're looking at buying it now. There may be, uh, again, we may have lost some of those greatest buying opportunities, but there could still be some out there. Or maybe you're wondering if this is the time for that particular stock that you should uh, uh, say sayonara. 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron. Call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. So, again, individual stocks is what you invest your clients' money into. You often say it's a not a stock market, but a market of stocks. So uh, tell us about what, uh, what you're looking at and uh, the valuation of companies in this particular market. Sure, Bob. Yeah, I mean, again, this is what keeps me sane. Um, you know, we, we definitely do look at it as, um, from a bottom-up perperspective. You know, so a lot of the uh, uh, day-to-day activity that I'm doing, I'm still looking at companies. I'm, I'm looking at their value propositions, their business models, you know, looking at uh, what, what they provide to the world. And, again, it, you see disruptions. You realize with a lot of these companies, they're, they're going to have, you know, maybe a quarter or two of slowdown. Um, some aren't, you know, like we said, some of these companies are doing quite well. You know, we mentioned, uh, you know, Amazon or Costco or Walmart. Some of these companies probably will put up some record numbers over the next quarter or two. Um, I think Target had a report last week that, you know, their their sales were up over 20% uh, from the same month the, the year prior. So, again, we're going to see that, uh, that there's definitely some winners, uh, you know, coming to the, the forefront. Uh, so for us, you know, we continue to to look to upgrade. We continue to look for, you know, ideas that we have the most confidence in. Uh, we have spent a lot of time looking at healthcare companies um, in the past couple weeks uh, for for lots of various reasons. Uh, one that has been on my research list for a long, long time, and I've, I've owned it at different times in my career, is uh, Bristol Myers Squibb. Uh, we did make an investment in Bristol Myers uh, this past week. Uh, we bought some shares. Uh, for most of our clients, around the $49 uh, range. Uh, again, Bristol Myers is a, a large pharmaceutical company. They, you know, treat a whole array of maladies, um, you know, with all types of therapies. Uh, some of the companies, uh, some of the you know, medicines that they have, Obdivo, uh, which is a cancer treatment, Eliquis, uh, which is used for stroke prevention, Orsina, which is a rheumatoid arthritis uh, treatment. Uh, so again, they have some blockbuster, you know, drugs out there. Uh, they're working on a lot of other ones. If you look at their pipeline, they have an incredibly strong pipeline uh, with over 50 compounds in development, uh, studying 40 different disease areas. Uh, the areas that they focus on are oncology, uh, cardiovascular care, immunology, and even biology. So again, if we look at this, uh, we we think this is a strong company and, and a place to uh, place the money. 
Uh, they're very good at uh, partnerships and acquisitions. They had bought a company last year called Celgene, uh, which was a, uh, a biotech company that had, again, a lot of strength in, in cancer treatments. Uh, so as we look forward, you know, we know that Bristol-Myers has a wide uh, lineup of patent-protected drugs. Uh, they have an entrenched sales force, and they have, uh, you know, economies of scale that should be really strong for them as we look forward. Um, so that was a company we felt that, you know, we could definitely take a position in, Bob, um, with, with what's been happening. Uh, we also added to AbbVie which is another pharmaceutical company that we had mentioned we, we've owned in our portfolios for some time. Uh, and we also still own Johnson & Johnson uh, and Medtronic on the uh, medical device side. So we kind of firmed up our health care exposure a little bit, and, and you know we think that's a pretty good place to be at this time. Now, whatever company ends up marketing uh, a uh, COVID-19 vaccine or COVID-19 treatment, and again, I'm making the assumption a private company could come up with the formula, it could have come up from the university, but some company is going to have to produce it and sell it and get it out there in the marketplace. I would assume that that particular company, when people get a wind of that, that stock is going to uh, be quite uh, uh, quite desirable. Of all the pharmaceutical companies out there, including the national and international conglomerates, which ones do you think would be more likely, in essence, to get the contract to do such a massive uh, uh, production of, of a vaccine? Well, I think I think these companies we're talking about, Bob, are definitely you know in in that in that game. I mean, they're definitely looking for opportunities, and they're definitely studying this virus. Um, uh, there's a lot of companies now that are, are putting their attention uh, there. You know, it's I think what it does is it shows you the strength of U.S. healthcare and why these pharmaceutical companies are so powerful. You know, they have billions of dollars. Uh, they put the research and development. Um, they have incredible scientists and incredible people in these companies that are, you know, studying, you know, all kinds of disease and illness. And uh, once something like uh, the coronavirus comes along, I mean, a lot of these companies step forward and, you know, they start studying. They start looking for, you know, for a, a solution or a cure or a vaccine or, you know, even uh, I know Abbott uh, Labs uh, mentioned Friday that they have a test uh, now that, uh, for for the coronavirus that can, you know, give a result in just a couple hours, which um, they're they're hoping to you know start producing that test almost immediately. So, you you see a very quick reaction. Uh, we've always had uh, one of the best healthcare systems in the world, obviously, and I, I think a lot of these companies are are the reason why. Um, you know, capitalism works. Um, incentivizing these companies to to hire the best of the best and the smartest of the smartest and you know put them to work to to study you know disease and infections and viruses and you know bringing solutions to the table it's 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 a part of the american system that uh, makes us makes us strong and makes us great and the other other industry which i think is going to enjoy quite a at least a temporary boost would be the the streaming industry for for home delivered Entertainment, and I, I guess you could also include maybe cable companies in on this too, because they're internet providing. Uh, these companies could obviously uh, get a lot more business as people are are sheltering at home and staying at home and watching more uh, stream video. I, I saw the other day that uh, that CBS, uh, I think I don't know what they call their their uh, streaming service, but they're going to offer it for free uh, until I guess the end of April. And I'm sure a lot of people will get on there and get hooked on it. And then April comes to an end and they say, okay, what's another five bucks a month? I really like this. Uh, so those stocks, how, how have they been doing in this? Have they, uh, have they been, uh, you know, can see a lot of action there or what is going on with those? Yeah, definitely, Bob. I think, you know, this is a very competitive area even before we went into to a lockdown and, 
you know, getting getting people to stay in their homes. But uh, you know, Netflix had shown uh, this business model for a long time that uh, you know streaming was kind of the the way of the future and. We had a lot of companies, you know, really go this route. In the past year, Disney announced their streaming service. Um, you know, you had Apple, um, you know, basically say they're breaking into having their, you know, their Apple TV and, and streaming service. Uh, AT&T responded with a, you know, a, a streaming service as well. And, you know, you said a lot of the content providers are, you know, putting together packages and ways to provide that. So, yeah, I think that's a it's a big movement. Um, you know, I think people were getting away from, you know, the old cable packages. Uh, we we like to consume content in the way that we like to consume it when we want to consume it, and you know, I think that's uh, that's something that uh, is very powerful trend. You know, even before this happened, and I'm sure it is going to accelerate. Uh, it probably does get people more attached, as you said, to these types of behaviors, and you know, probably continues uh, when we come out of this. Of course, the other on the other side, no, there's no production of new material right now. That's all all shut down. But yeah, there is an infinite number of hours of entertainment out there that's already been produced that people have yet to access. And I think that is going to be, uh, you know, one of the things people are going to be be doing. And I also want to, when again, as a lone prediction, I think a lot of the older people that have been resisting this technology uh, for so long are going to fall into that, into that, into skyping because they want to keep in touch with their relatives and they can't leave their house. I think there's going to be an explosion in uh, not only people using these services, but in uh, the sale of uh, computers and devices to uh, an older generation that heretofore was trying to ignore all this. I, I think you're right, um, Bob. I think, you know, Facebook had a product where, um, you know, everybody kind of thought it wasn't going to be a very successful product. It was kind of that uh, ability to do video um, chats, uh, you know, through the Facebook service and, uh, when this whole thing started and the lockdown started, those products sold out across the country. You can't you can't find uh, that product now. So I, I think you're right. I mean, I think um, businesses, you know, in our company, uh, we have a lot of people working from home right now at Baird. Um, you know, they've taken precautions to not not have as many people in the offices. Uh, and again, there some of the technology that's used to allow people to sign on to their computers. Um, you know, through this VPN networks and and have the security that used to have to have in place. You know, companies like Cisco Systems, which create Citrix, which is an application that allows you know all these computers to connect from all kinds of different locations into a very stable and secure environment. Um, you're going to see a lot of those. Um, you know, you know, a lot of those types of behaviors um, are going to lead to product purchases. They're going to lead to. Uh, you know, basically different decisions that these companies have to make as as we go for in, in, into the future. So, uh, I know you know Baird will probably want to keep a lot of those licenses and seats available just in case you know they ever have to have people working from home in the future. So, uh, you're right. There's there's going to be a tremendous amount of change that comes through this uh, from just the consumer level, but also from the business level. Walt Secure is our expert. Once again, he's managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. On. Let's talk a bit now about, about Akron Wealth Advisors. As we said at the top of the show, you invest your clients' money in individual organized portfolios of individual stocks that are, uh, again, uh, t- tailored to every single individual uh, investor that you have. You have three major portfolios that you use. You, have again, can add, add and subtract from that, whatever the particular investor wants. But, but just in general, uh, I, I certainly would think that uh, in firms like yours are going to get a pretty big uh, uh, a bolt of, uh, I guess, uh, pressure and competition 
after what happened with the market just now from uh, the other investment firms that sell uh, products that are not not equities, that sell insurance products, that sell annuities. They're going to be really uh, coming at you guys because they're going to go and tout the fact that, hey, you know, this is you can't lose money allegedly in this product like you can in the market. And they become maybe coming after your own clients, uh, trying to dissuade them from their their current path. How are you going to? How do you talk to a client, you know, who, who may have been a little rattled now and and says, "Gee, you know, now suddenly I think some of this uh, so-called safe money investing sounds good to me." Yeah, Bob. I mean, I think you know the appetite for risk might change uh, with people. Um, you know, when when we come through this, I think again, it's a, it's a great time for people to you know think about the risk that they're willing to take. Uh, you know, I'm still a firm believer that the risks that we take are appropriate for the clients that we have. And if we were talking to a new prospect, we would definitely lay the risk out. And, you know, being invested in, in stocks, I think, is still going to be a, a very important part of anyone's plan uh, as you go forward. I think, you know, where we win is we become very competitive against other people in our business. You know, the fact that we provide individual portfolios with transparency and people know what they own and why they own it. I, I think the, the biggest thing that we see is so many people are investing without the knowledge. They're investing without really that transparency and they don't know what they own. They don't know why they own it. And they don't really know how to feel or how to respond in, in times like this. Our clients do. And, you know, which our model is proven. Again, I went through this back in 2007 and 2008. You know, I was managing uh, money for advisors around the country. You know, I was on the phone daily with, you know, many, many clients from all different areas of the country and advisors. And, you know, what gave us confidence then and what gives us confidence now is that we can, you know, talk to people and tell them what they own. And, you know, when you talk about the greatest companies in the world and you, and you talk about a company like Apple or like we just talked about Bristol-Myers or Amazon, um, Costco, you know, when you, you go through and look at the business models and look what's happening, I think that's what gives people confidence to invest and, and to stay in the investments that they have. So, yeah, I mean, I think, Bob, some of those products that you talk about are appropriate in, in some regard for some clients. And, you know, maybe there's some changing and shifting that goes on after this. But we truly believe we'll have a lot more clients coming our way. I, I think that, uh, you know, we've done a good job of getting our messages out there through this. And, and we'll compete. You know, we, we want to compete. We're very confident that uh, what we're doing is the right thing. Now, how are you, again, dealing with clients and even new clients in this climate? Can you uh, also, again, do these things that, as the client talks to you on their phone or from home or, or the like? Absolutely. Yeah, we're very connected, you know, and again, we stay in contact with our clients. Um, uh, you know, one way is just right here what we're doing, Bob. You know, this radio show has been a, a very, very positive uh, tool uh, for us. You know, we have a lot of clients that are listening to this on a weekly basis. They know where they can find me every Sunday morning. Uh, you know, I'm on here giving our insights, our strategy, our, our real advice. And, uh, you know, I think they get a lot of confidence in that. Um, they can call us anytime. We do a lot of, of out, outgoing phone calls. You know, we don't wait for our phones to ring. Uh, we've been constantly talking to our all our clients through this. So uh, whether they've been with us for, you know, 20 or 30 years or whether they've been with us for 20 or 30 weeks, 
uh, we treat everybody the same, and, you know, we educate and we communicate, and I think at the end of the day, that's what creates strong relationships. Yeah, they also do, as, uh, as Walt's been saying, they do the financial planning, they also do investment banking, they do estate planning, trust and retirement planning, so it's not just uh, sitting and looking every day only at the stock market, you also look at your clients' other situations and, uh, again, help them in their in their retirement, uh, in spite of, uh, once again, what's going on, life uh, continues, there are going to be people who are retiring right now, uh, when they may say, my goodness, I picked a pretty odd time to retire, but they're going to be doing it because it's going to happen, and they're going to need a plan, uh, especially now they think, they, I think they're convinced that they're going to need a plan because, uh, they, no, you can't really, really foretell the future. So a good, solid plan is a lot better than just trying to go into retirement and, uh, by the, and hopefully by the seat of your pants you're going to do okay. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. Yeah, there, there's a lot of work that we do here. You know, again, we spend a lot of time talking about investments in the market because it, it is something that differentiates us and makes us a little bit different. But at the same time, uh, you know, we know there's there's a lot of things out there that need clients need specific advice. Uh, investment management is one of them. Uh, as you talked about, retirement planning, estate planning, uh, tax reviews. Uh, you know, people that. Uh, you know, maybe decide to take an IRA rollover and, and, you know, take control of that, self-directed IRAs. We can do 72T calculations, um, RMD illustrations and, you know, calculations, uh, Roth conversion analysis in, in the right situation. So there, there's so many tools that we have, and uh, Robert Barrett has incredible resources for us. Um, it's, a, it's a very strong firm uh, with an incredible amount of intellectual capital. Uh, we have a great team that works well together, and, you know, we're here to help somebody with any needs that they have. Once again, Walt Secure is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. They are now based at the Robert W. Barrett & Company uh, for Fairlawn West Office. Uh, it's at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, and the phone number is 234-466-7476. As we look to the, again, the week to come, uh, of course, we can start it off by telling people to, I guess, stay safe and and uh, stay invested. I guess it'll be two good good pieces of advice. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Everybody stay safe and you know listen to these uh, recommendations to stay home. You know it's it's a time to uh, you know do what's right and take care of yourself and your family. And, and and yeah, I mean continue to evaluate those investments. You know make sure that you're confident in what you have and you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And and if you don't, you know, make a phone call. Give us a call. You know, we're still working. We we, we are talking to a lot of people right now, and, you know, we're happy to uh, do a review for anybody on what they currently have and uh, see if we can put them in a little better position when, when things do start to recover, Bob. So, again, very quickly, though, when you have any, what can you expect for next week, or is it just too, too impossible to predict? Well, I think a lot of volatility. You know, I don't think the volatility goes away. Um, you know, this. I think the headlines is going to be really the virus count, and you know, the uh, unfortunately the amount of cases and deaths and things will probably come to the the top of the headlines. So we're just going to have to deal with that, Bob. And uh, remember that underneath that, there's a lot of uh, stimulus and economic things that should help us recover. But uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to see this curve. Right. Uh, you know, get to work. Get okay, we're out of time, Walt. Again, Walt Secure at 234-466-7476, Akron Wealth Advisors on West Market Street in Fairlawn. Thanks for being with us, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Abbey Inc., symbol ABBV. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. AT&T Inc., symbol T. Bristol-Myers Squibb and Company, symbol BMY. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. 
Cisco Systems, Inc., symbol CSCO. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Facebook, Inc., symbol FB. Johnson & Johnson, symbol JNJ. Medtronic, Inc., symbol MDT. Netflix, Inc., symbol NFLX. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from AT&T Corporation in the past 12 months.